Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Thank you, Jesus. On behalf of the church, we thank you all for coming out and choosing today to, to help us serve the Lord and love the Lord today. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts that you chose today and chose us today. We thank you. We have a multitude out today, as I have said the last three services. But they continually need our prayers for safe travels and for God's will in their life, okay? So will you help me pray? Jesus, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you so much for what you have already done. We thank you for what you're about to do, Lord God. We thank you for what we feel in this place today, Lord God. We are thankful that we know that blessed name of Jesus. We thank you so much. And we give you all the praise and glory and honor. We just want your will to be done today. As it is in heaven, it shall be done on the earth, Lord. We're just thankful. We just love you, Lord God. We just pray that you touch the ones traveling, that your will be done in their lives, that you put a hedge of protection in the name of Jesus around them as they travel, as you protect, protect them and protect the cars around them, Lord. We just thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. If you would like, you guys can cross highways and be friendly. Can we uh, have a couple ushers on up? Please. I'm going to move the mic up. Hopefully that helps. Can we have a couple ushers, please, for offering? back to your kingdom, Lord God. We thank you for the, the means that you put in our hearts and our minds, Lord God, that we give back to you, Lord God, that you bless the gift and the giver, and we just thank you all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to march on up here with your offering. We, I'm glad you guys are marching them up. We have a car wash and a bake sale this coming Saturday for the youth, for family camp. So that is at 10 to 1 o'clock. And if you would like to donate uh, for the bake sale, I'm going to send you to Sister Casey, and she will tell you the details because I don't. Um, so, and we are excited for youth camp. As, yes, we're the youth leaders, but I am excited for the youth for youth camp. They have been they have been fasting, they have been praying, they have been seeking God's will 
and his word for this camp. It's like the Lord told me a few months ago, the camp is going to be the cherry on top for all the hard work that they have done. Um, Somebody had a birthday this week, and it is my honor to give them the birthday card, Bishop. You're famous. You're famous. Don't you love your bishop? His honorary self, don't we love him? Yeah, yeah. Just so you can read it. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, just pray for me and pray for my hearing. Pray for my bladder. Pray for my feet. Pray for my hair. Pray for my sight. Well, just, just keep praying. All right. Will you um, praise and worship with our worship team?
Praise the Lord. Come on, let's magnify the name of Jesus right now. Come on. Matter of fact, it'd be good if some of you would just scream out the name Jesus. Call out the name of Jesus. The devil don't like the name Jesus. He has to flee at the name of Jesus. Word of God just tells us all we've got to do is learn to resist the devil, and he must flee. Amen. He'll try to whisper. He'll try to, amen, linger. He'll try to be around. Matter of fact, he's probably about the most faithful there is when it comes to church. He goes to about every service. Come on, he does. He tries to steal and kill and destroy what God wants to do for you. Amen. And turn around and look at your neighbor and say, God's doing something for you. He's doing something for you. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? Good job. Good job. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. That was, uh, that was awesome. Uh, I love that. I love that. Just felt something in that song today. Amen. That ministered to my soul, ministered to my spirit. You can be seated. A few things I want to do here before I move forward. Um, I want to say thank you. Good, good to have Brother Harker with us from Florida up here. Uh, I think he said for a couple of weeks. Thank, thankful to have him. And uh, Is it Leslie? Yes. Good to have her with us. She's from local, so uh, we would love to see her come on around. Amen. Be with us. I hope you feel right at home here today and glad to have you with us. And Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back, uh, back home. There's no place like home, and I don't care whether Dorothy said it or not. That's the truth. Amen. There's no place like home. Uh, I do want to say before I forget it, Next Sunday, I need to tell the trustees, next Sunday, next Sunday afternoon uh, around 4, 4.30, if you can get with me, I'd like to have a trustee meeting, uh, 4.4.30. We usually do it after the sixth month, so uh, Sister uh, Rexanne is in uh, misery. She's in, uh, in Missouri. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah. She's in Missouri this weekend, so uh, we'll be putting things together, but we usually do a six-month uh, evaluation here. Uh, so next Sunday, we're going to be planning on doing that, and uh, I want to make sure I get that out there. Uh, thank you so much. Grab your Bible. We're going to get into the Word of the Lord. I know it's uh, for the July weekend, and I trust that uh, you're going to be safe, going to take no chances. The next time we see you, you're going to have all your fingers and toes. And your hair won't be singed. I remember one time when I was a young fella, uh, I think they call them M80s. I held on to one almost too long. I just got through the door of the house, and, I mean, I just let go, and it, boom, it just, and, I mean, just a few more seconds, and I've been in bad trouble. But, uh, so be, be careful, be careful. Uh, a lot of folks traveling, keeping in prayers. Great job, uh, Brother Joe. Uh, after my debacle about almost letting everybody know there wasn't service, it was, I think, 70 or 72 here uh, Wednesday night. Give the Lord a good hand for that. Great job. Uh, Psalms 119. Amen. Thankful for that. Thankful for that. Acts chapter 10. If you'll grab your Bibles, we'll get into the Word of the Lord. Acts chapter 10. Thankful for Grandpa Purdue. He came up here and mowed the dust yesterday. <laughs> oh, I come up here to go get gas, and he's out there in that field mowing that field, and I mean, it just, it just looked like he was mowing dust, big dust cloud going around. But 
Amen. He enjoys that. Appreciate him. Appreciate Amen doing that. Uh, the ground's looking pretty good as far as getting everything sprayed and and uh, dead. Uh, that should be so. Uh, $173 for the jug of that juice that we normally pay $100 or less for uh, this year just to kill weeds. So everything's crazy. And uh, I hope that's not going to get you depressed. You already know things are high. I'm sure some of you probably cost you $30 to get here. Acts chapter 10, we're going to read verses 44 through 48. Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 48. Very familiar. Uh, I don't want to just call it a story in the, the Scripture, but it's a very interesting take here today. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost, somebody say the Holy Ghost, fell on all them which heard the word, and they of circumcision which believed were astonished. Amen. That was the, the Jewish brethren. Were astonished that as as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. <coughs> Verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter. Amen. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Notice this. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. How many likes having the Holy Ghost around? Amen. Wanted to stick around. Verse 44, if you'd put that back up there, please. The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. I just want to title this today. The hungry shall be filled. Amen. Would you lift your hands all across this place today? Come on. Lord, feel me. Feel me today, Lord. I'm hungry for your word. I'm hungry for your spirit. I desire, God, a great desire, Lord God, for a move of the Holy Ghost today. God, speak to us, Lord, by your word. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated. I apologize. I don't have a 4th of July message. But I do believe that the Holy Ghost is better than a firecracker. Amen. Certainly hotter. Now, of course, we know, getting into the Word of the Lord here, we know the preaching of the gospel, the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ brings conviction. It brings salvation when it's preached. That's what it's designed to do. We know that. We, we've experienced that. I believe most in here today have the Holy Ghost. There may be a few that don't. But I do believe, and I do want to focus on the Gentile Cornelius. I, I want to point out some things today I feel like the Lord's laid upon my heart for this, this service. Although uh, he was a Gentile, although he was uh, one of those that was looked down upon, he was a Roman centurion. That meant he overseen at least 100 uh, soldiers of the army. But it was the army also of which that had crucified the Lord, had crucified the Lord Jesus. And he daily, the Scripture points out, he daily engaged the Lord in prayer. That is something. Because Cornelius was not a man full of the Holy Ghost. 
Cornelius was not a man that was had the privilege of being brought up like these Jewish brethren that heard him speak in tongues. He didn't have all of that, but he was a devout man. He was a man that was a giver, and God seen and recognized that. It doesn't matter who you are today. You can be a stone-cold sinner. You can be as far away from God, amen, as you think that you, know, that you think you could be. But if your heart and your spirit, amen, desires a relationship with God, you may have been praying, you may have been seeking God about things. God will show up if you're hungry. If you've got a desire, God sees that. God honor his spiritual hunger. This person that everyone else looked down upon, God seen and honored his spiritual hunger. God sent the apostle Peter to him, uh, the one Jesus had given the keys to the kingdom of God to. Remember, he gave the keys to Peter to the kingdom of God. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loosen on earth will be loosed in heaven. And it's amazing to me that God used Peter to preach this message to the Gentiles, to the house of Cornelius. Why? Because Cornelius had a hunger for God. Because it's amazing. His devotion, his hunger for God caused an angel to, a visitor, an angelic being to proclaim to him. Put up uh, verse 4 of chapter 10. Look at this. He said, Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for memorial before God. Holy Ghost filled saint, wouldn't it be awesome to know that the things that we do, God sees every bit of it? Come on, we know that. We know he sees everything. Wouldn't it be great to know that we get a visitation? And we do when the Holy Ghost is poured out. We get a visitation from God, amen, for the things uh, that we stand for, amen, for the doctrine that we hold on to, amen, for our belief in God, that there's one God, amen, one Father of all who's above all, through all, and in us all, amen. We have an amazing experience in the Holy Ghost. The Spirit reveals itself to us. God will speak to you. By his word, he'll speak to you, amen, through others. It amazes me. It amazes me when you're the most broken, how that God sees where you're at. I consider myself a giver. I feel like I've always been a giver. That's something I've always desired. I consider myself a giver. And I believe that God honors that and blesses that. Matter of fact, I went to this conference this week asking God, God, I need to hear from you and not people. I need to know from you. And God knows how to say three people that uh, from other states come and, and prayed and, and, and spoke into my spirit. Words that I'd asked God specifically for. Cornelius was a man of God and he sought God. He was a one God believer. I don't know how he got close to God that way. I don't know how he was uh, you know, shown that there's a one God, but he believed in one God. Amen. He believed the same thing. Uh, amen. That God had revealed himself to Peter. Who do men say that I am? Amen. Cornelius was a man that was like that, and he trained, and he led his whole household. The Bible says all of them, all of them received the word. Think about that. God knows how to speak the words, and while he was praying, 
while he was seeking God, God was listening. God honored that, and he shows up. He sends an angelic being to him. He says, thy prayers, isn't it awesome? Listen, God wants you to know what you've been doing, he sees. Your giving, he sees it. Your prayers, he sees it. Our lack of prayers, he sees it. But he sees our prayers. He sees our giving. Thy prayers and thy alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now, us Christian people, us religious people, we get upset. I'll use Brother Steve. He won't get mad at me. That heathen Brother Steve, he gets a visitation. I've been given. I've been sir, I've been doing. A, I mean, I, all these This is what happened. They all got a little attitude because the Holy Ghost got poured out on somebody they felt like didn't deserve it. And got a visitation. We should never be mad when God shows up for somebody else. Never should we be upset when God pours out a blessing and lets somebody know, I see what you've been doing. I know your heart, and I'm going to bless you. Send to Joppa for one named Peter. Think about it. The eternal. I mean, God is a spirit. The, I mean, whatever label, the supreme. The eternal himself, however we want to label, showed up and took note of this very unique person named Cornelius, the Gentile. Snurl your nose when you say that. The Gentile. We just don't, we just don't like them Gentiles. We just don't like them worldly people. Sometimes we can get so spiritual. You know, what's, that, what's the old saying? We can get so, so heavenly minded, we forget about the earthly need. There's needs all, over, all around us. Acts chapter, let's just, matter of fact, let's just go to chapter 10, verse number 1. I want you to see this. There was a man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. Next verse. A devout man and one that feared God, reverenced God. Listen, one that feared God with all his house. Notice this. Great leadership. Which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He had a prayer life. Amazing. Amazing because he didn't have the leading like some of us have. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him. Notice this. He, this angel appears. This angel tells him, your, these alms, your alms, your giving, your prayers has been a memorial before God. God wants you to know he's taking notice of that. And for someone to, listen, for someone to be able to bridge the gap, God was looking for somebody to be able to bridge the gap for the Gentiles, for his spirit to come to them. What a person. What a unique person. Because not only, look, look at what his position was. He was a centurion. He was over soldiers of the Roman army. He was over some of those who had caused problems uh, when it comes to the crucifixion. He was, he was a part of that. But yet again, he had a relationship with God. He had a giving about himself. He gave to others. <coughs> Think about that. 
Because that's unique. That was unique for a Gentile. Now, here's the problem. On the other side of the coin, Peter's up on the housetop. The Bible says that while he was up there, he began to get hungry. The hungry shall be filled. You see, you can, the hungry on one side and the hungry on the other can make a connection. Anybody here hungry? I have had no breakfast. He feared God, gave and prayed. Come on, church. I, I don't know. Sometimes when I read stuff like that, it almost shames me that somebody outside that hadn't received the Holy Ghost as of yet, hasn't received the goodness and the Spirit of God, had a relationship with God better than what some of us had by praying and giving. We count our pennies right down to the penny. We calculate our giving. Should I or should I? But notice, he was devoted. Prayer and giving. A leader, he led his household to fear God. Great leaders are first great followers. He had, to, he had to be a follower of God. He had to believe in what he was doing and what he stood for and others for others to be able to surround him. Come on, they just didn't follow him because he forced them or made them. They did it because he was genuine in what he was doing. He didn't have to be prompted. He didn't have to be built up. He had a relationship with God that meant something to him more than anything else. That's what it takes. Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Because notice, the angel angel didn't preach to him. It wasn't the angel's job to do the preaching. He just let him know. God seen what he was doing. Look at this. How shall they what? Call on him whom they have not believed. How shall they believe in whom, of whom they have not heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? God had a plan. God gave the keys to Peter, and I believe God knew long ago what he was going to do. Come on, I believe God knew long ago what's happening now. I, knew, I believe God knew long ago what's going on in your life. I, knew, I believe God knew long ago the storms and the trials that you're facing. Guess what? He knew it a long time ago. That's why he sent messages. That's why he's been trying to preach to you and teach to us. Amen. Look out. Be ready. We hear from the preacher all the time. Get ready. The Lord's soon to come. One of these days it's going to happen. He sent a preacher. It takes a preacher. It does. It's through the foolishness of preaching. It pleases God. That's why we need to be careful about who we make fun of. Cornelius was a God, a, a good man. He was a good person, but he was a lost man. In the eyes of God, he, you, we can be as good, good as we want to be, but in the eyes of God, we've got to be saved. We've got to be delivered. We've got to have the plan of salvation given to us. He needed revelation. He had a revelation with God. He had a revelation with the Spirit, but needed a revelation of salvation. Jesus Christ. He needed, to, he needed to hear the plan of salvation. And God sent the preacher to a good man that was lost. Sometimes, I, I mean, I'm, I've met a lot of good people. And in our flesh, my flesh and mine, I think, man, how come they don't see? How, how come they don't give God 
any more of their time or, or, or understand about salvation. Maybe the preachers preached to them. Maybe they just rejected it. The Bible says if it's hid, hid, if it's hid to those that are lost. In other words, those that are unwilling to accept it. Because it's free. It's a gift. I read it to you already. The gift of the Holy Ghost was poured out upon the Gentiles. It astonished the Jewish brethren. It astonished those that had already received the Holy Ghost. Now, we're not astonished because we know in the last days what's going to happen. The Lord said he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. I don't care whether it's children. I don't care whether it's elders. He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. It's a gift. But God sent the preacher. Cornelius was hungry for the things of God. The apostle Peter was hungry. Go to Acts chapter 10, verse number 9. Look at this. Because he wasn't just hungry. God had to use this. But on the morrow, as they went on their journey and drew nigh the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour and became, became very hungry. Anybody hungry? And would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. He saw the heavens open and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and let down to the earth. What an experience. All manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts, creepy things. I'm sure there were some crab legs in there. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, rise up, Peter, kill and eat. But notice this. Peter was a devout man. Peter was a firm believer in what he knew. Peter said, Not so, Lord. I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Even in this trance, the apostle Peter let him know. Even in this trance when he was very hungry, God, listen to me, God used the, you getting this? God used the opportunity when he was hungry to reach him. Come on. God used, amen, Cornelius' hunger for the things of God being a Gentile. Amen. God used that there to let him know, amen, this great truth. And look what happened. Peter now on the housetop, very hungry, the Scripture says. What does he do? Amen. God uses that opportunity to show him what I have cleansed. Amen. Don't you call common. In other words, what I bless and what I say, you better take heed to and know. Amen. It's not... You, it's me. Go to verse 11. It opened. It happened. He did it. He saw it opened up. He saw it take place. This was done, verse 16. Three times. And the vessel was received up again. Peter didn't quite put it together. But God was teaching Peter a lesson about people. There's a lesson to learn about people. People are fickle. They are. We are. Yes. Do the, do the nod. Let's be humble. We are. We're fickle. But, but notice 
God had showed me. Verse 28, if you look at it. God showed him. You see, that's the key. And he said, you know that how it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come into one of another nation. But God, somebody say, but God. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. While Peter was hungry, God used that to let down the sheet and show him all the things that before was not possible or should not have been touched. But God says, I have now changed that. Come on, somebody, be, somebody, come on, slap your I'm thankful. Why? Because we're Gentiles grafted in. Amen. Because of this story, we're here today. Because of what transpired, we're here today. Because of what took place between these two, we're here today. Gentiles had no part of it, but God always had a plan to bring us in. Oh, do you hear what I'm saying? God's always had a plan to bring you in. Hallelujah. I'm thankful that he brought me in. I'm thankful that he shook my world. I'm thankful that he changed my mind, my heart about things of this world. Hallelujah. He said, but God has showed me. You'd think when the, the term God has shown me, it would shut the mouths of people. But it don't. It just stirs things up because the devil don't like it when God has his way. He said, God has shown me. Any man. Nobody's, nobody's any different. God's not a respecter of persons. He's not. Notice the term unlawful means Mosaic law. It was the law that God had once given to man. And now he says, but God. You talk, you're talking about extreme evangelism. How would you like to be the Apostle Peter going, going to that revival? Hey, uh, come on, brothers. We're going to the Gentiles. We're going over here to the house of Cornelius. God don't want revival. Yes, he does. Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, if they come to the music. Look at this. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond or free. There's no slaves in this. There is neither male nor female. You don't have any more rights than I do, and I don't have any more rights than you do. You are all one in Christ. How many is thankful to know that God is no respecter of person? God honors the spiritual hunger of His people, of someone's heart. Amen. If you're seeking for something from God, I promise you, stay the course because God will show. God will reveal Him. It may take something totally different than what you and I might think. Amen. It may take something totally abstract because it did with Cornelius. 
Here comes this old Jew. Send for old Peter, the old Jew over there. We're not have dealings. I'm sure, I'm sure he had the thought. I don't think he'll come. But God. You see, the devil would like to make us preachers, ministry, the church. Oh, the church can't grow. Oh, people can't be, be touched by God. There's so much out there to compete with. No, there's not. I'm here to tell the devil that's a lie. There's nothing out there to compete with. I don't care who we are. Well, there's nothing out there that compares to what we have right here in the Holy Ghost. Nothing. Come on. There is nothing. And, and, and Cornelius is a man that shows us in a great example of someone who didn't have the Holy Ghost, didn't have that joy, but he had something in his life. What was it? It was called dedication. It was called sincerity because the sincerity wretched God, wretched the throne room of God. When you're sincere about something, God takes notice. Stand with me. We could say Cornelius had the ultimate dedication to God, but he was a Gentile. God sent a man with the keys to the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, to unlock a door that many thought could not or should not be unlocked. To whoever today, if you'd start praying, church, come on, I'm sure there's several. God knows what he's doing. I sure don't. God does. Whosoever today, God is still no respecter of person. He honors all, come on, all, all who will seek him. Come on. You're here today. You've been talking to God. He knows. You're here today. You've been giving of yourself and You've been giving of your alms. Come on, if that's the case, know something. If God is no respecter of person, if he's taken note for a man like Cornelius, I promise you, he's no respecter of person. He's taken note for you. But see, the difference is they heard the preaching and they believed. They heard the word of God being ministered, and they received. And they received the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, evidenced by hearing them speak in tongues. They heard them speak with tongues. Tongues are a sign that follows a believer. That's what the Scripture tells us. Peter told them on the day of Pentecost, what happened? He said, listen, there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. You've got to understand, Luke is writing the book of Acts and he's describing in human detail the best he could about how the Spirit moved in and all he could see, all he could describe was tongues flickering like a flame of fire. These signs shall follow them that believe. Cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Come on. That's what it takes. 
They heard the preaching. They believed it. They then were commanded because, you know, I've said this before. The ultimate goal is to receive the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the gift. They heard them speak with tongues, but they were never baptized. Peter shows them baptism is essential because they ask, hey, can they forbid water? We didn't forbid water, but they can, can they forbid water? They've received the Spirit. Peter said, no. He commanded them. He didn't give them a suggestion. He didn't say, sweetheart, if you feel like it. He didn't say, brother, if you want to. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because it's part. He had the keys. It was part of the plan of salvation. Sins had to be remitted. Do you need the Holy Ghost? Because Peter said, listen, this is a declaration of what is needed. Water is needed to wash away. Do you need the Holy Ghost? Have you ever been baptized in Jesus' name? Come on. Today the Lord, like Cornelius, wants to speak.